Radio. Okay, another beautiful Saturday or whatever day and time it is you're listening to this show on RX Radio. For those of you who are tuned in live, welcome. We are going to enjoy this because everybody likes it live. For those of you who are listening in on the app, thank you for downloading mm-hmm. and going to the podcast section. It's RX Radio on App Store and Play Store. You know, get it depending on if you're an Apple or an Android person. It's always nice to have you guys listening in. Lots of content. I'm Daniel O'Mara. Welcome to Hear Me Out, where the wrong guy has the right idea most of the time. And this show today is particularly dedicated to the vaxxers, people who took the vaccine, people who were made paranoid about COVID and actually went and got the vaccine. I'm not trolling. I'm not trolling. I'm very seriously actually just saying I'm hurling at you guys because uh, this first bit of the show is just yours alone, man. It's, uh, yeah. So a lot has been happening on the scene ever since the pandemic. It's been um, about a year now without a lockdown. Also, no, we haven't clocked a year yet. For us Ugandans, we have not yet clocked a year without complete lockdown. I mean, we were officially released on the 1st of January 2022. So, you know, we've been on a rampage. I won't lie to you. I've been partying like crazy this year just to make up for the last two years. And you cannot judge me. I have to make up for my consumption. Look, alcohol companies in this country pay the highest taxes of all companies in this country. And me contributing to their tax base is my civil duty as a citizen of this great nation where we are what? We are ranked number three, number two, number two after Seychelles. And we're a third world country. I need to represent. So I'm going to keep partying. The point I'm trying to make is welcome back to outside. And uh, we've had a lot of drama surrounding the COVID thing. There's still people who wear masks. There's still areas where you have to wear a mask. I was just at uh, Ministry of Eternal Affairs. (laughs) I like to call it Ministry of Eternal Affairs because by the time you get your documents, you're in the afterlife. Yeah, Ministry of Internal Affairs. Uh, Passports and stuff, right? And you still need to wear a mask to walk in there. For whatever reason. I mean, I thought we were over COVID, but apparently, no. No, please. The latest news is that COVID is still evolving. COVID is still coming up with new variants. Apparently, COVID is so creative, it's still writing. Like, COVID never suffers writer's block. It's a disease that just keeps renaming itself. Now we have, is it the FFX variant that's been found in India, then another F5M1 that's been found in Singapore as of like the last two months, right? Random stuff popping up. Disease everywhere. Oh my goodness, you are going to die. I remember how they scared us during the pandemic. (laughs) It was frightening. I locked myself in the house for about seven weeks. I didn't climb down from my hill. I was just hidden in there. Only to find out, right? People were moving freely around Kampala. But that's not the part that hit me hard. Is when they introduced the vaccines and how every company went into mass production of vaccines. Pfizer had their version. Johnson & Johnson... Big Pharma, like everybody came up with a version of the COVID vaccine, as in you shall be free of this disease if you take the vaccine. <laughs> Whoa, way, lol. Turns out you guy, Anthony Fauci lied. Yeah, that's the medicine guy from the US. I don't even want to address him with his title, but Dr. Anthony Fauci, the guy who was championing the whole research with the CDC, uh, Center for Disease Control in the US and all that madness, right? The guy who looked like a villain but was being portrayed as a hero. Now, he looks like a villain partly because he's old, but, you know, also, there's something about that guy's eyes just that just seemed a bit more sunken than usual. You get, it looked like he, he survived Get Out, but as a white man. I think he's the one who came up with the phrase, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Basically, the idea was to push everyone to vaccinate, and those who didn't vaccinate were the reason the rest of the world was suffering. You want to get out of lockdown? Please, vaccinate, and tell those who are not vaccinating that they are the cause for suffering. It was a divide-and-conquer strategy, which, as we came to learn, only benefited the pharmaceutical companies that were, you know, pushing their, what was it, vaccines for the virus. Because recently, there was a whole uh, meeting with the European Parliament, right? And a one Rob Ross, who's uh, from the Netherlands, let's call him an MP or senator, depending on which, you know, format you subscribe to, British or American. 
I don't know what they have in Australia. But Rob Ross from the Netherlands, who's a member of the European Parliament, you know, asked the question, asked a Pfizer executive, were you aware that this thing could stop the virus? Were you aware of its ability to stop the spread of the virus to begin with? Did you research that bit? Was it assured that it could stop the virus or not? And he wanted a very clear yes or no answer. And this was the response from a Pfizer executive known as Janine Small, who said at the European Parliament that regarding stopping the spread of the virus, no, we didn't know. As in, no, we didn't know whether it would stop the virus or not. Yeah, because it is weird that condoms, soap, all these other things have percentages, right? A condom is going to tell you like 99% effective. Antibacterial soap is going to tell you 99.9% you know, effective. Like I feel sorry for that 1% of bacteria who have to have like a group meeting and mourn their dead family members, right? And be like, oh my God, we went through a Holocaust. Horrible experience. I, not that I can relate. I mean, Northerners were practically wiped out in 1987. But I'm not going there. That is not the plan. For me, what I'm trying to say is, you can't be selling a vaccine and then say, yeah, we didn't research the part where it stops the disease from actually spreading. As in, what was the point? What was the plan to begin with? And for me, the part that really caught me off guard is what she says after that. She's like, yeah, we had to move at the speed of science and what's taking place on the market. You people, what is the speed of science? I swear, I mean, evolution is one thing, research is another, but... But what is the speed of science? Maybe as an artist, I'm too ignorant to comprehend the concept of the speed of science, right? We know the speed of light, we know the speed of sound. What is the metric for the speed of science? You get, like, how are you measuring it? What do you mean the speed of science? Essentially, you're saying you had to work fast and you didn't have time to research it, right? But you gave people something that wasn't fully researched or planned for and you just had to make them take it. The part that really gets me is the speed of science and what's taking place on the market. I think she should have started with what's taking place on the market and the speed of science. In essence, the way I see it is, you know, they gave people a vaccine that they knew wasn't going to work, but sales had to be made. And it was being pushed as an agenda because they literally turned people against each other. Like it got so wild, it got so crazy during COVID that... Big tech, you know, all the social media platforms, Twitter especially. But then, of course, YouTube and, you know, the metaverse jumped in and they were just censoring anyone who contradicted Dr. Anthony Fauci's, what, revelation of his words or whatever he said about taking the vaccine. And not even people who contradicted, people who just asked questions. You are not allowed to ask questions at all. You weren't allowed to say anything. It was like fighting feminism in 2017. Every time you came up with an opinion, no matter how rational or logical, you are called a bigot, a rape apologist, or any other kind of word that just made you stop the argument. Or, even worse, as done with the whole COVID pandemic thing for anyone who questioned the vaccines, you were basically deplatformed. Or you were suspended for some time. People lost YouTube channels. People lost all these things. Only to sit here right now, today, two years later and find out, there was nothing. (laughs) There was nothing. They didn't know what they were selling. They just had to sell something to people. Now, we can't say they were selling hope. But if you're telling me, do it for your grandma. Do it for the people you love. You had better be giving me something that's going to actually help me protect those loved ones. But it wasn't. It was almost as crappy as the marketing strategy for these circumcision campaigns they had in Uganda where there's a billboard with a chick's face. You mean you're not circumcised? Do it for your girlfriend. No, why can't you just do it for you first of all? And then secondly, why are we making this about everybody else except yourself? You're the one who wants to take the vaccine. And I genuinely understand the people who took the vaccine for the right reasons. I'm not judging anyone who took the vaccine. You may have been misinformed, to be fair. To be fair, there's a lot of misinformation going around. Even some of the information countering the vaccine was misinformation. To be fair, I'm not going to discredit that. But if you're saying I should do it for the people who matter to me, yet you're still giving me something that doesn't protect them anyway, that's very crappy false advertising, man. Now think of all the people who are just trying to protect their kids, their grandparents, their loved ones. There's so many people. I don't blame them. I don't judge them. If you took the vaccines, I really don't 
This is Pfizer in particular, right? I don't know about the others, but that's a question for another day. If you took the vaccine to protect your loved ones, or just to look out for yourself, if you are old or what, anything, I am not judging. My beef is with the people who made it a war, who made it an actual issue of we can't be friends if you don't take the vaccine. Why are you like this? Like, ooh, you are evil. You want me to die? Those are the ones I have a problem with. Because things got really out of hand, man. We had COVID passports. There's a Pfizer COVID passport. Of you couldn't get access to certain basic social services. You couldn't go to the gym. You couldn't go to a swimming pool. There are places you couldn't go to. You couldn't travel if you didn't have this certificate. Only to find out right now, it didn't mean anything. Do you know how sad that is? You guy. No, this is too big a revelation for me to deal with, man. It, it, it saddens me on behalf of those who took the vaccine. Me personally, I didn't. And it's not because I didn't want to. It's because I had more questions than answers. Because every campaign pushing the vaccine wasn't about what benefits the vaccine has. It was about how many people are getting vaccinated and how you should do it for the others if you want to get out of lockdown. But now, I feel so betrayed. I need a cup of coffee. I'll be back with more ranting because today, yeah, I keep telling you guys I don't want to rant, but this one deserves a worthy rant. It's Hear Me Out with Daniel Omar on RX Radio. You're listening to RX Radio. Let's go! RX Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It's Hear Me Out. We do one and only Omar Daniel, a man who's known for his stunning good looks and childish charm. Boyish charm, sorry. My goodness, that came out wrong. Damn it, makes me feel like I have no vibe. Yeah, man. It's Hear Me Out, where the wrong guy has the right ideas, you know, sometimes. And before we went to the break, I was just telling you about the dangers of FOMO and going with the flow. No, that is not a period joke. That's just me stating how the whole Pfizer thing is turning out right now and how I feel bad for the people who genuinely took the vaccine for genuine reasons. I kind of feel bad because we don't know what you put in your bodies. And this is not to create panic. This is just to say the next time, right? And I have to conclude with this because COVID, COVID clearly isn't going anywhere. I wish it would just go away, but it's out here creating more variants. As I stated earlier, they found another one in, in um, Singapore, another new variant in India, as recent as two to one months ago, respectively, right? There's a new variant. I think, okay, people want to say the disease is now just mutating on its own. Me, I have a different theory. And when I say theory, please don't think of it as fact. And me, I think this stuff is being reinvented. Like somewhere along the line, they sit down and think, hmm, we didn't make enough money. Our objectives were not achieved with this virus. Yeah, let's do something about it. Let's introduce a more uh, resistant variant. Let's bring in something more relatable to the children. You see, I think the last time we failed because the target audience was adults eh, and old people. So now, I present to you a new variant called BMX15 of COVID that uh, goes for the kids, right? Yeah, makes them giggle and stuff and then they die. I think someone is in a lab somewhere just being very creative. I write stand-up material. It's not too far. It's not too far-fetched for me to believe that the way I write content regularly is the same way there's some doctor sitting in a lab somewhere, wherever, just plotting ways to come up with new variants of a virus. Yes, there's the mutation aspect, which I'm going to have to talk to doctors about. But it's just the way COVID has been dealt with and what it has been to us all, I have a very hard time believing that this thing is just going about its own business, making babies like Nick Cannon and doing its own thing. Like, no. I have trust issues with this virus. Whoever it is in the background of my theory, who is like reinventing this virus constantly, let me, let me tell you, it, it, it has failed. It has jammed. This attempt did not work. Rebranding COVID is like trying to rebrand Samba Genda of the Ebony's. You guys know Samba Genda. That guy is stuck on the mode of Dr. Bosa. That's it for him. That's it. He's Dr. Bosa. There's no way you're going to give him a new character name. Even his own name, Samba Genda, doesn't work. It's like how COVID was coronavirus before. 
Then when it crossed the borders of China, it became COVID-19 because they had to make it sound more aggressive, right? So it is past Corona, which is Samba Genda. It is now COVID-19, which is Dr. Bosa. And all these other variants really don't matter as much to anyone. It's, it's not going to have the same impact or effect or even reach you literally have a virus that you're going to have to boost on social media. That's You have to pay like $50 or something to boost the virus online. People don't care anymore. People are just trying to really move on from this thing because it destroyed so many lives. Am I saying the virus doesn't exist? No, it's there. Acknowledge it. It's a fact of life. It's there. But even the people who've discussed this issue, qualified doctors have said, really, beyond this point, there's not much you can do but rely on natural immunity. So, you know, eat your fruits, like avoid life sex, and all the things that help you stay away from flu and cough viruses and stuff. Meanwhile, there is a flu going around, which I don't know where it has come from. I don't know. And uh, let me just be honest with you guys, all the things I'm saying post-COVID, after the conspiracy theories, right? This is something I've seen in my experience. There's two things happening. There's a flu going around, in UG and I think Kenya, Nairobi, which is just the worst. I don't know what it is. Like it comes as a regular flu, right? It's like how you meet, yeah, you know, average chick and what, and then she just turns out to be the devil. That is a whole other thing. Like a couple of people have got it and they've told me, yo, this thing shows up with headache, running nose, dry throat, cough, and diarrhea. I don't know when flu started showing up with Dios, but this is new. This is very, very new. This is like a friend showing up at a house party with, I don't know, a, a, a nuclear missile. Like, there's just some things you're not ready for. Like, when you're treating flu, you treat a running nose, not a running stomach. That's a whole other thing. A stomach bug is a whole other plot, man. We, we can't be running in all directions. Yet, we have a dry throat. Like, everything else is wet except your throat. Like, what the hell? What kind of disease is this? I don't know what it is, but I've had a lot of people complain about it. I had a friend of mine get it, the guy who's editing the video ad for my comedy show on the 28th of October, shameless plug, yes. He fell sick, that's why the ad has delayed, don't judge me. But overall, there's a flu going around, so just be careful, you know, try not to catch it. I'm avoiding my nephews and nieces because they look like they may have running noses even if they just poured water on their faces. But we all know when you catch a flu from kids, it's a whole other ball game. Then there's this other malaria that's also going around. Now this one, I'm going to speak from experience. I treated malaria about two times in three months. Twice in three months or less. I know someone whose child got malaria and they treated it and the moment they were done with the medication, spent two weeks and went for a checkup and found malaria. And I've heard this from a lot of people. And by the time they found out I still had malaria, within those three months, it had escalated to three pluses. Now, yo, I, this doesn't apply to other diseases like HIV, because man, if you have three pluses on HIV, man, with AIDS positive is enough. But uh, malaria, malaria apparently has potential to go overboard, man. This is like the version of over 9,000 in Dragon Ball Z. But jokes aside, eh, there's, there's a strain going around. Like people treat the malaria, they go through the medication, they go through all the processes, they get everything done. And then malaria is just like, nah, man, I, I don't roll like that. You're not going to get rid of me that easily. Malaria is like that ex who wants to take the house and the car and get early money and keep the kids, but then send the kid back to you because they want to party. Like, that's the kind of stuff we are dealing with nowadays. Is this medically proven? No, this is just from experience. What I'm trying to say is, if you fall sick nowadays, don't take it for granted that you've taken, you've finished the dose and you're okay and you're fine. I'm going to have to confirm this with doctors. I've talked to a couple of people, I've talked to doctors who have also told me they're still investigating it. To be fair, I don't want to put you guys in panic mode, but hey, there's some new malaria going around, man. I'm surprised it's not being advertised like the COVID virus. Be like, get the latest malaria. High quality. Comes with diarrhea. Bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just saying, finishing the medication means you need to go back and get it checked out. Because just like the guy who thought he had his kidney stolen and 
found out that he had only one, you need regular checkups. After sickness, even when you're well, I know most people can't afford it, to be fair, because the average Ugandan is one medical emergency away from poverty. But if you can, please, if you can do it for someone else, please, yeah, go get yourself checked because you never know what's lying in your bloodstream. For me, it's mostly alcohol. But for other people, it may be a bunch of other diseases, man. So I'm just saying, take care of yourselves. Be careful about what you put into your system. And also, check up after you think you're done getting treated because... Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's like that drug-resistant TB, man. There's a whole mess of diseases going around right now. And uh, like I said, I'm not a medical practitioner, I'm not a doctor, I'm no scientist, but I'm just telling you, if you want to live longer, you may need to get checked a little more regularly. I think that's what has kept me alive. <laughs> Though I fear HIV tests. I'm going to have to go for one later today. But yeah, um, let me go make up my mind on that one, man. You see, I'm here with Daniel O'Mara. Keep it RX Radio. More entertaining stuff coming up. Also, great music. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. All the cool hits you need right here. And the trumpets, they go. Hey, it's Taylor Swift. Hey, what up? I'm Jason Derulo. Yo, what up? It's Big Snoop Dogg. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, okay, fine, fine. It's me again. Yeah. So, Mara Daniel, on Hear Me Out, RX Radio. And uh, my DM is full of people saying I'm giving them depression. I know, I know, I understand. But, you know, it's, it's always nice to warn your friends, even people you don't know. Because I wouldn't wish a flu that comes with diarrhea on my own enemies. I mean, what the hell? Like, yo. I mean, diarrhea is the best excuse if you want to get out of anything. Like, just say I have diarrhea because no one's going to ask how heavy is your flow. But overall, I would rather you don't get it because it's one of the leading killers in Africa, man. Dehydration is a trick. You don't know you're dehydrated until it's too late. So just for safety, again, I'll repeat, go get yourself checked up. This is not a movie. It's serious. This is not a drill. If you can, go do it. Speaking of movies, by the way, a lot has been going on on the scene series-wise, right? Uh, in the comic book, it's not the comic book industry, the superhero movie genre, right? Which has been a big deal for like the last, what, 15 years or so? No, actually more. Let's say ever since Blade, which I think came out in 98. So that's about yeah, 20-something years. But most of it has happened with the MCU that kicked off officially in 2008. 2007, 2008, around there, with uh, Iron Man and, you know, Incredible Hulk. Yeah, the second one, and all that madness. But uh, everybody's saying it has run its course, it's been a fun journey, and now it's time for it to die. I partly agree with that statement, partly, because superhero fatigue is a thing. And let's be honest, I think as far as production quality is concerned, some of these have been very big budget movies, but with very little memorable output for example i think the mcu clocked out for me at avengers endgame that was it for me i think that's where the mcu should have stopped but then it's owned by disney and people need to make money so after that i would say uh spider-man far from home and no way home are the only other two i've watched Black Widow was misplaced. It came way, way later. I think it should have been put in like after Civil War. Um, all the Disney Plus productions, the series. I liked Scarlet Witch. It was an interesting one, but at the same time, kind of had a tricky, kind of trashy ending where people try to justify her imprisoning a whole town full of people and stuff. All I'm trying to say is, it's dying because now there's this thing called She-Hulk and I've tried to watch it. I've tried. I have tried. I put myself through it because I love you guys and I will just say I like She-Hulk in the comics. I really wanted to see She-Hulk thrive but uh -uh, this show is bad. When you have a legal comedy written by people who don't know law or comedy, right? And though there are women who understand the female experience, it, it was impossible for anyone else to comprehend, even women, just to get what the show was about. 
I've, I've really tried to, you know, watch all these things, Loki and everything that came after that, right? Like all these shows they've put in between on Disney Plus and all that madness. And uh, uh, superhero fatigue is real, man. I think I've checked out. And She-Hulk is the one that has ended it for me. Because, my goodness, I've never seen a show destroy so many male characters at once. It's not that we don't like female characters, by the way. Let me just clarify this. It's not that guys who like superhero movies don't like watching female characters. I keep telling people, my favorite, my favorite superhero character in the MCU was Scarlett, what's her name? Not, not Scarlett Johansson, the Black Widow. Natalia Romanoff. She was my favorite. Because for you to get up, wear leather, be sexy, and go to war, right? And all your teammates are gods, tech giants, mutants, like a Hulk, super soldiers. And for you, you have a gun and a taser and kung fu and beauty. Like, think about it. That's crazy, right? But she stepped into every single fight from Avengers to Age of Ultron. And in the end, sacrificing herself to make things work. She was even in Infinity War. She tried to, she tried to fight Thanos. <laughs> but this, this chick bad though. This chick was on some gangster stuff, man. And she forever has my respect. Forever. We love female characters. We really, as men, we really do like female characters. Because in the comics, they were written. First of all, I won't lie to be sexy. Because the comics were mostly targeted at teenagers and young men, you know. Young adult men who, well, we're attracted to the female form as it is feminine. Also, they threw in some muscles just to show, yeah, she's feminine, but she hardcore, she's strong and stuff, right? So I read She-Hulk as a kid. I loved it. I was like, oh, th- th- this is interesting. A, a, a different version of the Hulk was beautiful. I tried to watch the series and this, this chick isn't even close to being a superhero. I, she's, she's not. It, it's just, it's a bad show. It's a bad show where the character doesn't have to deal with any consequences. The season finale broke my heart where the show is finally, you know, we're at a point where she's finally going to have to deal with some stuff and then this chick literally walks into the writer's room and changes the narrative completely. The fight that we were prepping for didn't happen. All of that stuff. Like, you people, sincerely, I hate to say this, but this is the reason why female-led productions are not being watched by men. If you're doing stories that don't cater to either demographic, and in fact, most of the show is spent trolling guys for having an opinion, People are not going to like things because you made them or because you're, you're Marvel or Disney. People like stuff because it's a good product. So this whole narrative that uh, men don't like female-led characters because they're men. No. Can you write good female characters? Please. Because if a female character is failing despite being written by females, then I don't get. I'm confused. If you had said a female character is written badly by men, I could understand. But if the people who get it don't get it, or can't show listen i have a theory in life right which i heard from somewhere it's if you can't explain something to a six-year-old then you don't understand it well enough to be the one explaining it period so all i can say is as far as superhero movies are concerned let them do better meanwhile dc dc detective comics you know batman wonder woman all that madness is getting henry cavill back apparently they're trying to do man of steel 2 hard guy flicks and stuff because warner brothers has had a takeover Discovery bought them and now they're trying to make money. They're done with the walk stuff and all the madness. They cancelled Batwoman. They cancelled a lot of other shows that they had planned that were walk. Now they're going back to money-making plots. You understand? So Marvel can keep sleeping on the job. But DC is going to pick up where they failed. And this is going to be a very interesting transition to watch for me personally. Because I've been a fan of superhero flicks for the longest time. And I've always been pro-DC, but let's be honest, Marvel had the better product. DC started well, but you can't screw up um, Batman vs. Superman and then screw up Justice League and then write off the, the, the whole Snyderverse and act like that wasn't canon. In fact, that's what I recommend for Marvel. Just write off She-Hulk and say it wasn't canon. It was Hulk having a bad dream and this did happen because I don't know how these guys are going to get their characters back after the way this show has messed up everything. All I'm saying is, if you're in production and film, eh, props to you for trying to do a good job. But if you're doing a bad one, be ready to take criticism. It's not because people are male or they hate you 
or they are biased or anything. A good product is a good product. It sells itself. That's why weed is universal. You've never seen an ad for ganja, but people still buy it. That's it from me. Hear me out with Daniel Omara. Be back in a bit. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You're listening to RX Radio. Let's go! RX Radio. Yeah, today's rant day, man. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. It's Daniel Omara on RX Radio. I'm just having I'm having the time of my life quarreling on the microphone because I know you guys are listening. I'm going to stress some of your ears <laughs> with my opinions. Not that I enjoy stressing you. It's just we have lost the art of debate and understanding and comprehension and middle ground. And me, I'm, I'm just here to say, you know, for those of you that stay tuned in, yes, I know sometimes... I take an extremist perspective on things, but thank you for staying tuned in. Thanks to Sime, one of our biggest fans. I have to acknowledge you and celebrate you, homegirl. You are the one who, maybe the only one who, but I got you, I got you, fam. And uh, I like that I can debate with this lady at any time, even in a bar. And, you know, half the time she's buying the drinks. So you, we split it 50-50. I would date you, but you're a mad woman on Twitter. <laughs> but thanks for tuning in. It's always a pleasure having you on. Speaking of Twitter, um, there's this question that was posted by a lovely lady. I think it was Methia, Lydia, and she asked a question, which, let me be honest with you, in my opinion, was a very dumb question, but I get that the different genders see it from different perspectives. And her question was, should a girlfriend have to call before coming over to your place? My response immediately was, duh, as in how else is it supposed to be done? Like, let's first look at this, like just for the way it is, right? You're supposed to call if you're showing up to anyone's place. My mom has to call if she's showing up to my house. And this is a woman I lived in for nine months, rent free, by the way, never been charged, never been asked for anything. I do things for her because out of appreciation, she's my mom. But she still has to call. It doesn't mean she gets to show up at the crib for free and foie just because she wants to. No, it's still, I have my life, I'm living it, it's private, and I'm supposed to enjoy it. So if you think you who checked into my life yesterday can just walk in, right? And be like, yo, I'm here. What's up? I'm sorry, we're going to have some very serious relationship issues. And what concerned me is some of the responses to the tweet, right? Especially from the ladies. Because, may I always say, I, I don't have a beef with you because you have an opinion. No. I have an issue with you because you're probably not willing to unlearn that opinion or change it or listen to other opinions. So a number of ladies in the tweet were saying, yeah, I mean, any guy who doesn't tolerate you coming over unannounced is probably doing something wrong. You know, it's probably cheating or doing something shady or has an illegitimate job. And for me... Let me be honest. That was the trigger. That was the trigger for me. Because, first off, let me address something, right? Ladies, and I need you to listen very carefully because this is very important advice. You need to get rid of this assumption that when men address their needs, it's somehow with evil intent. It's one of those things I'm tired of. Personally, I think a lot of guys are tired of it. Like, every time we express our needs we are met with criticism of how wrong we are or how evil we are. Like if someone says, please call before showing up at my house. Oh, he must be cheating. I like a girl who's a certain weight and type size. Oh, you're fat phobic. I like a woman who's submissive. Oh, you can't handle criticism from strong women. I don't want to date masculine men. You're just insecure because you're not as masculine. And it's boring at this point. It's boring. Like there is no way every single need a man has can be met with negative criticism. It just doesn't freaking make sense. Honestly, like, at what point should a dude actually just come out and say, it's like how a guy will say, yeah, me, I need sex. 
and like, oh, you mean you don't want a woman for anything else? No, I want you for a lot of things, but sex is definitely on that list. Because it's a constant for us. I mean, don't you need it too? Don't you want it? Hmm? <laughs> I know you do. Maybe not as much, or because you have more options in regards on how to get it, but that doesn't mean it doesn't matter to us. So when someone says, call before coming to my house, and the immediate thing you do is jump to the negative. It's annoying. For me, you've lost me. And what women don't get is, for a lot of us guys, you've lost us at that point. If I had intentions of dating you or getting to know you, and I realize everything I say about men, you take it and turn it into a negative or something. Like I once told a girl, men like peace. Because she asked me, what do men want? I said, men want peace. And she's like, oh, so you can cheat without crits. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Eh? I can't do this with you. I can't because <laughs> there is no world where you make everything about you and expect other people to be happy with you. That's the biggest problem I'm having with a number of women in this generation. They think everything has to be about them. So if she wants to come over to your house, you have to let her come over to prove that you're innocent. Which shows another stereotype I have an issue with. Men are looked at as evil and we need to prove ourselves otherwise. We're guilty until proven innocent. Basically, yeah, you're Jeffrey Dahmer until she proves that, oh, okay, you're Bruce Banner. Like, there's nothing in between. Yet, on the other end, we pedestalize women and believe, oh, they're innocent. And, you know, they start at the top and they have to work their way to the bottom before you can get rid of them. No, me, I'm telling it differently. I look at women as human beings. You're, you're as human to me as I am to you. I'm not starting off on a negative note. I'm just looking at you objectively as a human being. I'm starting at zero. You earn the negatives, you add to the positives. So stop this attitude of assuming that because a guy wants you to call before coming over to his place, he's somehow evil and it's hurting your feelings. Frankly, I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I need me time. And I'm going to give you a couple of reasons why you know, guys want you to call before coming over to their places, right? Number one, you can't assume that I'm just chilling here with nothing to do. <laughs> you can't. That is a very trashy assumption. Like I'm idle, my world revolves around you and I'm just there sitting waiting for the moment that you show up so I can cater to you. Nah, homegirl, that's not how life works. It's, it's a very toxic mentality to have because... How do you think I make money? How do you think I get paid? I'm not just sitting there waiting for you to come around or come over. I have stuff to do. I have work that needs me to concentrate. I need to plan for you because women need attention. So I need to plan for you. I, I need you to come through knowing I'm going to give you full and divided attention or I need you to come through knowing when I'm going to stop doing whatever it is I'm doing and turn and focus on you. That's why guys get mad when you say you're showing up at a certain time. And then you either don't show up or you show up later than the planned time. Because we plan around you when you tell us you're coming over. Now, if you don't, there's no way of planning for you or around you. Me, I'll be frank with you. At my house, there are days when I've cleared everything before I can go shopping again. Honestly, yeah. Bachelor things, man. I only buy stuff when I need to. Like, I'll look at the Weetabix and there's three tabs left. And I'm like, yeah, I think that can last me another two days. There's six eggs in the basket. There's minced meat in the fridge. There's a couple of things I can survive on. If you show up unplanned, I have to flip my budget or split noodles with you. And I don't want to share noodles. Two packs of noodles is a one-man pack. I am not willing to split that with you. No, you die. Unless we're adding peanut butter to the noodles because me, I add OD to noodle soup. It's the bomb, by the way, if there's enough salt. The point I'm trying to make is you need to communicate for the sake of planning. I can't have you there and not cater to you in any way. And also, when we talk about communicating for planning, don't call me when you're leaving home to come over. Make a plan. Let me know which day you're coming over. Because, like I said, I'm not just there sitting waiting for you to pop up. I need to plot my life, my days. I have things I'm doing. I would like to assume you also have things you're doing so we can plot together. For those of you who are still not clear on the issue, I'm on this for like the next bit of the show. Trust me, because this needs to be explained properly. This question bothered a lot of guys a lot. And I'm here for you, man. I got you. But most especially, I'm here to help the ladies understand the dudes. Hear me out with Daniel O'Mara.
Radio. Uh-huh. RX Radio. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out with Daniel Mara on RX Radio. That show that will definitely get you cancelled if it were done by anyone else. <laughs> also, the show where the wrong guy has the right idea. Yeah, welcome back, and today we are talking. Among other things, of course, the issue of her asking if she should call before she comes over, which I think, again, is a dumb question to ask, honestly. But I want to be respectful because a lot of women have a different opinion, which I addressed earlier in the sense that, you know, if a guy doesn't want you to come over unannounced, he's probably doing something sketchy. And to which my response is, listen, if I tell you, to announce yourself before arrival and your first thing is to accuse me of insecurity or being shady, then number one, I'm not going to date you. Secondly, you need to heal. You need to heal with that negative energy. I don't care if you've been through that before. You can't just go around assuming people are evil because they don't agree with what you want. That's not how life works. But still, on the list of reasons why a guy would want you to communicate, right? I've learned one thing in my experience. Five failed relationships and a couple of flings. Which, by the way, I don't say with pride. My plan was to get married at 27. I am seven years behind schedule at 35. But here's the thing. I've learned that women don't like to be ignored. Actually, it's not not like. They don't know how to be ignored when they're in your space. In brief, they don't know how to take rejection. I'm just not going to pretend about it. A girl who likes you or has an interest in you or wants you to have an interest in her really is not going to handle certain aspects very well. Like, they don't know how to be ignored when they're in your space. And in my experience, I've learned they start to act like cats. You know how cats are? Like, there's a cat in your house, and no matter what you're doing, that cat is just going to show up and put itself in between you and your work. Now, I love cats. And I am not lying when I say you can learn so much about women from cats. I think even the women I, I know, a lot of my female friends agree that cats and females have a lot in common. But you get the point I'm trying to make, right? You're typing on your laptop and a cat's just going to come and lie on the laptop. For no reason. It's just going to lie on the laptop. Now, cats love warmth. I can understand. Maybe there's a there's a hum, a vibration. My <laughs> cat, these cats are using my laptop as a dildo. Maybe there's a hum or a vibration or the warmth of the laptop that they're drawn to, right? But mostly they are there because that laptop is stopping you from giving them attention. You're playing piano and that cat's going to come sit on your lap or on the piano or wherever it is you are or whatever you're doing. It's going to present itself between you and your objective. Similarly, I've had this experience where I'm at home chilling. Someone shows up unannounced. I'm playing PS. I'm on my PlayStation. I'm having my time, which is me time. And she gets up and stands in between me and the TV and starts dancing or something, you know, should I say, I don't want to use the word primitive. But she wants to get all up in your space. Like you're working and she wants to sit on your lap. You're typing a proposal and you're saying, I need to finish this because I hadn't planned for you showing up. But no, they, you, you, hey, a lot of these women want attention when they want attention and there's nothing you should do about it. So I'm not going to let you into my, me. I've gotten to the point where I will leave you locked outside if you show up unannounced. Don't play with me, man. I've sent relatives back to the village when they showed up unannounced. Yeah, you, you don't just get up from Amolatar district beyond Lake Kyoga, those ends, and show up at my crib and be like, hey, what's up? I came to say... No, I have plans. Like I said, I operate on a very strict budget, which mostly is me. If there's a party, I have planned for it. If there's a hangout, I have planned for it. If friends are coming over, I have planned for it. So don't come over seeking attention unnecessarily. Because I don't want to ignore you. And at the same time, you don't want to be ignored. But if you don't want to be ignored, and if you want the attention you deserve, then let me plan for it. Let me cater for it in my planning. So let me know when you're coming over. It's not because I'm cheating. It's because I have other things to do. I think a lot of... 
females need to understand the world doesn't revolve around you solo. And this may sound savage, but it's not coming from a bad place. It's just the reality of a male experience. It's like when women say they don't like short men. I get it. I'm not mad at you. Still body shaming. But I'm not mad at you. I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. You have a preference for tall people because if they were to try to shoot you in the head, Semawata, who is like four feet, is not going to help you who's five five. You're still going to get smoked in the forehead. He's, he's not useful to you at that moment. But I'm not mad. I'm just saying, understand this. Male needs need to start being looked at as needs as opposed to evil intent or a setup for some dubious random stuff, right? Also, I need a lot of ladies to understand that men have this thing called a nothing box. I'm sure you've heard about the nothing box by now. If you haven't, let me tell you what the nothing box is. The nothing box is a man's getaway without getting away. It's a mental retreat. For any girl who doesn't have a man cave, or can't afford to go on vacation, or can't run away from his problems, we switch off. We log out. Life for men is like social media. And there's a moment where you can log out for a couple of minutes, where you have no particular thought going through your mind, no particular interests, you're just there. A concept which I won't lie to you, women will never understand. Those who do, props to you. It has probably taken you a lot of frustration to get the idea, but the nothing box is when a dude just logs out and he's there, chilling, on a vibe. For those of you who've been in relationships or are married, you've probably found your man just there, seated, doing nothing, right? Nothing in particular. He's chilling. When you ask us what are you doing and we say nothing, uh, leave us to continue doing our nothing. The female instinct is to fill your nothingness with an activity. Yet in our minds, this is the only time we can get away from all the chaos of being a man. Because I'm not even going to try to explain to a woman what the experience of being a man is. It's unique to us. And also I don't want to sound like I'm you know, going on a tirade and stuff. But overall, you won't get it. So the nothing box is necessary because there are moments when you just need to zone out. It's like when women go to the saloon. I'm not going to follow you there and start yelling at you under a hairdryer like, babe, you need to go back home and check on the baby. The baby's crying. No, you're in a saloon. You're in your space as a female, right? Your space is with other women and you get to talk and have conversations and jazz each other. For us guys, I can be solo and be perfectly fine in that moment. So if I'm having my nothing box moment at home and then you show up and you think just because I look idle, I automatically have nothing. Yes, I have nothing. But I want to have nothing in that moment. I've planned an afternoon of nothingness. And in that nothingness, I'm putting things together subconsciously. My mind just needs a break. Give me that. Don't show up uninvited and then start trying to plan for my nothing box. It doesn't work that way. And this is how a lot of relationships fail, by the way. You can't keep plotting for someone's nothing box and saying, the fact that they are doing nothing but they don't have time for you means they don't like you. No. The fact that I'm doing nothing in that moment, which you hadn't planned for, doesn't mean you get to plan for the nothing I am doing. (laughs) I hope that makes sense. It's a bit complex. All I'm saying is, when you see the man alone, leave him alone. Same thing I reiterated two weeks ago. Get permission before you start planning and plotting for other people's time. These are the things that you all need to understand. And for me personally, One of the things that bothers me the most, right? My house is my quantum of solace. Sorry for quoting a James Bond movie title, but uh, my house is my quantum of solace. It's the one place I go to at the end of the day where I don't expect to be bothered. As I speak right now, I'm living in a compound next to my elder brother and he has two kids who really love me, but I lock them out sometimes. Yeah, Ella and Liam, beautiful children, amazing kids. And I love kids, but there are days when I'm just not in the mood to deal with them. And I will lock the door and stay indoors. I can't give them access to the living room because I swear they'll break my PlayStation. We can't afford to have that happen. In this day and age, God of War is coming out on November 9th. I can't risk that. But your house should be your place of solace. If people can freely intrude in your space, you get away from the world, come home, and then you have the world follow you home, No, that is a lack of respect in my opinion. 
you need to learn to understand boundaries as a human being guy needs to have his crib which is his man cave which he lets you into because i don't think any woman would be tolerant of a man who showed up at her house unexpected that's called what a stalker so don't act like it's different because of your gender that's not how this thing works it's supposed to be balanced and on that note I will be back to explain to you the most important element of it and the solutions how you can get around this whole predicament that you're struggling with in regards to communicating when you're showing up at a guy's crib. Hear me out with Daniel Omara. Keep it RX. Rx Radio. Hear me out. 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 Oh, so this is an interesting twist of events. Oh, first of all, uh, it's Hear Me Out with Daniel Mara on Rx Radio. Welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure having you guys on. We are talking about her calling to tell you she's coming over and how a lot of women don't see that as a thing because they believe, you know, if you argue with that opinion you're evil in some way um i've talked about the house being your quantum of solace respecting a person's space the need for communication and how you need to heal if you think that every time a guy has a need he's somehow evil right but also someone brought up the issue of house keys i don't know how they went this far all we are talking about is you announcing that you're coming over and this person's argument is well if she's your girlfriend then she should have access to your house. My counter argument is no. It's my house. It's my house. You remember what I talked about earlier about removing yourself from the situation that I'm going to address a little later, but it's my house. You can be in a relationship with a woman and still not get laid. You can be in a relationship with a man and not have the keys to his house. It doesn't grant you anything. Especially with guys like me who've been single for the longest time, I don't see the point in giving someone my keys, especially number 1. If you haven't earned the keys, I don't trust you enough to be in my house. We've had of people's houses just being offloaded of property. And with the level of entitlement of some of the women in this generation, I can't entrust my property to you. I can't leave you in my house for a weekend with the keys. You can invite a truck over and say, "Oh, he hurt my feelings. Therefore, I'm taking everything in here. It's mine." No. I'm not taking that risk with someone even if no it doesn't matter if we've been friends. It doesn't matter if we've been friends and we started dating. Starting to date doesn't mean you now have access to everything I own. It means now you need to start proving yourself. It means you've stepped up to another level and you're going to have to be consistent at that level. We were friends before. Yes, I have friends I've known long enough to give them the keys to my house and say go in, pick this up, lock up and step out period i don't know you like that and if you haven't earned that trust yet don't expect me to be letting you into my house at any time or whenever you feel like it that is not how things operate man you need to earn the keys to the crib i don't know how we got to keys but somehow we ended up at the keys from calling to show up to having the keys the keys is not something you just get ladies please listen Even if you had your house and you're willing to give me the keys to your house that doesn't mean I'm willing to give you the keys to my house. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it has to be mutual. I just don't trust people with my private habitat. What are you putting in there? I've heard of juju man. I have relatives who found mingled lizards under their pillow like voodoo in the bathroom. You know, someone crushed a gecko and put it under your fridge. Places you wouldn't expect to find this random stuff. mixed with herbs I'm not letting people into my life like that and you only to appreciate people's fear if women who say the world isn't safe for women generally can't understand the concept of it being unsafe for other people other than them then it's very hard for me to sympathize with you because what you're telling me is it only matters when you feel unsafe but everyone else has to accept and men at no point are meant to feel unsafe nyabo relax relax We are all living in fear. This world is not safe. Like I said, I am single because I treat women like human beings. I don't trust you because you exist or because you're a female. No. I trust you because you've earned it. 
you don't get pedestalized just because Mm-mm. you don't get pedestalized at all you're a human being you walk your way up the ladder and when you fall you fall you'll need to walk your way back up you don't get put back up so it's a very important element that you need to understand and especially in regards to keys keys can't be returned once given it's very hard to get your keys back from someone once you've given it to them a spare key my goodness especially if they know where you keep it you're not just going to go and get it back it's a tight paper people harden on things you you we've all had these incidents where someone broke up with someone and they refused to return the spare key and we all know how hard it is to replace the locks in the house it's very difficult replacing locks. It's actually expensive. So why would I risk giving you the key if I'm not sure I'm going to get it back from you? It's going to take some time for me to trust you enough to actually leave you in my home when I go elsewhere. Because I've worked so hard to put that property together, to earn everything I have, to build what I've got for you to just show up and expect to have access to it because I'm concerned you might take it away. And I won't have anything to say. Because society will be like, why did you allow it? I don't have the pleasure and luxury of saying, oh, she came into my house and robbed me. People are like, you were stupid to let her in in the first place. That's your fault. So I'm not taking that risk with you. We're not doing that. But I have solutions for the ladies. Fidigal them, right? Because I care. I'm not just going to present a bunch of problems and say, F off. No, I, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. And like I said, this comes from a good place. It may be a rant, but I ain't mad at you. Because I understand it's mostly a difference in perspective. Not necessarily you being wrong. This is just the male perspective, right? Number one, remove yourself from the scenario. If you want peace with men, especially in regards to occupying their space, remove yourself from the scenario when you're debating the issue don't make it about you and then you'll see how objective you can be if you are to think about it as your space yes you want to be with this guy you want to be in his presence you want to be in his home but don't treat his home as an escape from your problems because that's his escape from his own problems so you can't bring your problems over to his place and expect him to deal with your problems when he's dealing with his own. Like, at what point does he get to be free from problems in general? This is what we mean when we say you need to be a man's peace. Don't come over with issues. Come over as you and then think about him and say, okay, maybe he's dealing with his own stuff. This is not the time for me to go and bombard him with issues. Let me come through as a source of peace. Because we deal with our issues on our own. I'm figuring it should be the same for you. You handle yours. So remove yourself from the situation and think, if it were me, would I want someone showing up at my place unannounced to tell me about their problems? No, you would not. You wouldn't. So why do you think it's okay with someone else? And then secondly, this is a very important one, right? Before you insert another woman or another person into the equation, think about the man as an individual. Because the tactic is, if it's not about you, then it automatically is about someone else. No, ladies, this is where you get it wrong. It's not. It's about him. It can just be about him. Most guys are just there trying to mind their own business and build their own lives. It's not that when I'm not with you, I'm automatically with another woman or I'm with another person. No, I'm just trying to do my own thing. So removing yourself from the situation is going to help you a lot. Removing other people from the situation and just thinking, this dude just needs his time and his space. That is going to do you so many favors. Because we as guys, we're, we're just tired of the bias and the shaming tactics. Whereby if I'm not with you, then you must be with another woman. And then you wonder why you are single. No, it's because, look, there's no point in being with you if you're always negative and you don't trust me enough. To actually do my own thing. That's why I keep asking, how do you think we make money if we're always spending on other people? Other women? Nobody makes enough to have a, like, what's it called? A hive? <laughs> I've forgotten the word that they had for King Solomon. Concubines! No one has time for concubines. Sometimes we're just doing us. We're doing our own thing as guys. It's not always about the women. So ladies, if you're coming into a man's life and you have this mentality that it's either me or someone else, Sorry, you're going to be very frustrated. 
And that's it for me, man. I hope this advice helps. If you can take it in good faith and ignore the tone, because there's no way I could soften it up a little more. Because personally, I'm speaking on behalf of men who are tired of a bunch of things. Just take it and understand we mean well. Usually. A lot of guys mean well. Just don't bore us with your insecurities. Like, deal with the situation. Come in and understand, respect a person's space, be able to communicate. You can't be the same person saying men need to communicate more and then ignoring communication when you receive it and then trying to shame the person for actually communicating. It's the same issue I have with when a guy says, I'm not ready to date right now. And a chick is like, oh my God, he played me. No, he didn't. You should have listened. Take people's words for what they are. Read their actions. Handle life. This is the only way you're going to survive. Thanks for tuning in though. And as usual, please, if this helps you, share it with a friend. See me out with Daniel Omara. Checking out for now. But as always, keep it Rx. Branch Talk is coming up next. It's a pleasure. Signing out. Enjoy your weekend or whatever time of day it is. Hear me out. 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 Why is it that you can't seem to stop listening? Hi, this is Mr. Donna. That's because you're listening to RX Radio. Hi, I'm at Sharon. RX Radio.